podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, it's going well. You know, besides being, you know, gripped every day by existential dread and terror, um, it's uh, it's going well. It's going well. How about you? I'm good. It's been a while since we last did a did a show. Um, look, the off season for this show in particular matters very little. Right. I mean, this is a, a very much an in-season show, so sorry to the people who want crazy, crazy analysis. I'm doing it. I mean, I have my podcast, the Late Round Podcast, where I'm still doing crazy analysis for the for the true degenerates, but <laughs> this show is still very much a, yeah, a an in-season show. Yeah, it is. And, and and by the way, everybody, I know, I know all of you must be listening to the Late Round Podcast. Uh, I'm not a podcast person, per se. And I've always wanted to say per se like that, but, uh, um, uh, but I listen to it, uh, not because JJ pays me to, but because I find it very informative and good and succinct. Succinct is the key word. Obviously that's what you're going for. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to see the the feedback and it, usually it's positive. Sometimes I get random emails of people criticizing things. Um, but, but look, I, I'm not, I'm not pretending that a 15 to 20 minute show is going to resonate with everyone. I understand it's not, but I did that purposefully. Some people are like, why aren't you doing a 45 minute show? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, do you understand how much goes into one person talking about football and, and editing it the way that I try to edit it for 45 freaking minutes. Like that would take so long to produce. It would. And, and your production is excellent. And I, I can't imagine going, I can't imagine going 20 minutes. That's what she, she said. But, um, <laughs> uh, because, uh, <laughs> because when I do the, uh, LTS Patreon, uh, content, hashtag content, uh, I, I re- I'll record something and then I'll look at the timer thinking, oh, it's definitely been 45 minutes and it'll be like nine minutes. Right. Right. It's tough when you're alone and you're, and you're recording by yourself. It's tough when you're just like going back and forth like this. It's really easy to, I mean, we could talk for three hours. Right. We, we could make living the stream 16 hours if you guys really wanted to, <laughs> but we just don't because we, we have families. But, uh, speaking of living the stream and our tradition that we've started a couple years ago. We have a listener league that we do um, this year. So just to remind folks, last year, Breve Bronovan won the listener league. Steve Donovan, Breve. Who, who still, who still, I think, has, has one of the best handles of any of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, but he will, he will continue to be in the league. Um, we have a couple of other folks who are going to be in the league. But regardless, we have eight empty spots um, for the league. So obviously, t- our, our buddy Tom Everett Scott will be in it. Um, and then also Tom Whalen will also be in it, who who you guys might have heard on Triving the Stream, mm-hmm. uh, um, a, a patron um, uh, show that we did. But right. but uh, Tom will be in it, and he's going to host the show, which will fi- for the first time in my life, I get to just relax during this this draft. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good for your blood pressure. Yeah, I, two years. I mean, two years ago, we'll go down as one of the. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the most I mean, honestly it's 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 the uh the most rewarding slash difficult thing i've ever done in my life i i you know besides i think it, it still may be even after you raise kids i think that still may be the, the most uh pressure packed thing that you've ever done <laughs> yeah if i could frame a podcast i'd frame that and just stick it right on my office wall yeah, um, you, you pitched it to me during that podcast. You pitched it to me <laughs> for like seriously a minute and I wanted to die. So <laughs> I, I totally get you. Yeah. So Tom will be hosting and so we have two Toms that'll be on the show. Um, but we'll just go through and do what I, we typically do with the listener league uh, draft. But we need people to be involved in this in this draft. We need eight more teams. So Look, Denny, we haven't even really talked about this, so we can just kind of rift right now and see what we want to do. What do we want people to? I mean, we want. I, I want video submissions of some sort. I do. Um, so I, and it's true, guys. We have not talked about this, um, but I, I sort of wouldn't hate uh, videos or recordings of of you imitating me or jj i thought about the same thing if you guys did imitations of us yeah. but, th- but then i also thought maybe that'll that'll niche uh the group a little bit because some people might not be as like into doing something like that and putting that on the internet which i can understand yeah so i was thinking about maybe like categorize because like that was one of the thoughts that i had for mm-hmm. one of the videos is that people imitate us and they do some sort of recording maybe you could do that or you could submit a, a, a video that is so that's one category, okay? So maybe we pick like four from that category. And then another category can be just like making some sort of video that ties into things that we talk, like the ridiculous things we talk on Living the Stream and brings those subjects in in some way and yeah. then see how funny they are. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think, could could we have people submit themselves running the 40-yard dash? Yes, you can also, that's, okay, That's that's also one of them. If you guys want to <laughs> run the 40... Um, and show us your dad running skills. That's that's another video submission idea. But, but I'm talking about real running. I'm talking about busting your ass. Yeah, no, you can't line. fake it. You can't. You can't. There, yeah. There's no. You can't. You can't fake the the run. You can't no. just make it look funny. You have to actually run like you would normally run. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. So those are the video ideas. So you can either imitate us. You can run the forty, or <laughs> you can just do a video that is related to the show in some way. I can't wait. Um, so you can submit them then. You can just send them on Twitter to the at live the stream FF Twitter handle, which we are on Twitter. We we, we, we exist on Twitter. We we do. We, I, I sometimes tweet hashtag I never log off. Also, for those interested, uh, our uh, Patreon page is patreon.com slash living the stream. Very creative. Uh, so, Denny, we haven't talked in a while. Some things have happened. So I've been making a list of things that yeah. um, I think we should talk about. One of them is this new trend where you say the word would, but you actually mean wouldn't. But you yes. say you say would. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. I, I, I did. I did. I, actually, it, it reminds me. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I wanted to, to, to issue a statement regarding something uh, I said last year on this very mediocre podcast. Uh, so I'll start my statement here. In a key sentence in my remarks last summer on Living the Stream... I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The, sudden, the sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why Jared Cook wouldn't not be a top, tight, a top eight tight end. So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, 
and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why Jared Cook wouldn't not be a top eight tight end. Sort of a double negative. I hope everyone will forgive me. Denny, I would I, I would absolutely love to do more podcasts with you. <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. The other thing, so, so the next, next thing I want to talk about is I have on here fireworks. We need some fireworks takes because I don't think my social media account ever, uh, I, I take that back. It was a top five to eight moment for my social media account when I said that fireworks were overrated. I've said it two years straight now. I mean, each 4th of July, I make make mention of this because I think it's factual that they're overrated. Yeah. I need I need your take on fireworks. Um, before we get to my take, uh, your the responses to your tweet were so earnest and hilariously earnest and serious that I kept thinking of the Joker meme, the why so serious Joker meme. Like like people thought that you were um, leveling a personal attack against their children. Yes, they absolutely did. Because you said, by the way, fireworks are not great. And most people agree with you. Yeah. By the way, this is, this is not, this is not an isolated, like bad take out of nowhere. This is like a take that people have. I don't like fireworks. They're, they're loud. They, they scare dogs. They, 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 they frighten people with PTSD. Like this is, this is like a mainstream thing. I have no idea why people got so worked up. Let me let me let me read some of this. So my original tweet was I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday with friends and family. Like, look, what a nice thing to say. And while you watch fireworks tonight, remember <laughs> that they're immensely overrated. Okay. That was my tweet. It has five hundred and thirty-four likes, which means at least five hundred and thirty-four people agree with me. And then on top of that, people saw it on their Twitter timelines and they probably nodded their head up and down and they're like, Yeah, okay, I, this is cool, but I'm not gonna click the heart button because I hate things. And so then people started responding. So this one guy said, you're totally the guy who sits on your front porch and yells at kids for stepping on your lawn. Hashtag get a life. Oh, okay. I said that fireworks are overrated and the response is hashtag get a life. So my response to him was people sit outside in 2018, but then <laughs> someone else said, Live a little, enjoy life. No reason to express hate towards things. Life is too short. Find your niche without an E and enjoy it. What? Like, why would that? Why? Why is that your response? Was that drunk uncle? I I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that half the people that responded, it was the 4th of July. So I'm hoping they were drunk. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm picturing like like a drunk uncle leaning in on you and being like, JJ, you just got to enjoy life and you got to find your niche. I I love when and not only that, but it's like, dude, I'm I literally if there's one human (laughs) being that you're interacting on Twitter, I'm the I found my niche and I'm enjoying like why I'm the last person you should probably say that to. Yes, you you have nuclear blasted your niche. <laughs> right. Like, what do you mean yeah. find my niche? I'm pretty sure pretty sure that drafting quarterbacks late in fantasy football is the most sincere niche that you can possibly find. It, it, I, it's it's remarkable. I think that that sort of reply is like trying trying to like like be buddy buddy, but it comes off as incredibly condescending. Incredibly. Incredibly. 
So that that's the fireworks thing. Do you do you oh, you didn't give me your fireworks take? Uh, my I don't have a strong take. This is why I'm struggling here. I don't have a strong take. I I like watching them from a distance when they're not like blasting my eardrums out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will not make much of an effort to go see them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, if they're I, if they're there, then that's fine. I went to so <laughs> I actually took my son to uh, the top of a, um, a parking garage and and watch them this year. Uh, um, and believe it or not, there were hundreds of people on said parking garage, uh, on the, on the top. So that, that was fun. But most, most of those experiences are not memorable, I would yeah. say. Okay. But here's, here's the other thing too. Like people were talking about their children and they're like, oh, well, you know, you don't see the, the, the faces of these children oh, yeah. whenever you're saying that it's like, guys, I'm not talking about the experience with your children. I'm talking about fireworks themselves. Okay. If fireworks make your children happy, then that's fantastic. I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to love the notion of fireworks when it relates to my child. I'm just saying that fireworks in general are overall kind of stupid. That's my take. I, I think it's a perfectly reasonable take. So the other, the other things that I have on here are actually TV related. First off, or some of the other things. First off, I was flipping through watching television like a month ago. Did you know that there's a show on TLC called Dr. Pimple Popper? Get out of here. There's a show on TLC called Dr. Pimple Popper. I, I, I'm assuming about a, a about like Yeah, it's like basically like this woman like just crushing like cysts and like like pus coming out. And that's oh, what that, that's what the whole show is about. Come on. I'm not kidding you. These people like and like these people go to her doc, her office and they're like, "Yeah, I've had this really giant lump on my head for 7 years." And I and it's oh. like, "What what have you been doing, guys?" Like, "What what what? Like, how's this been sitting on your head for this long?" Uh, 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 so, someone said people will watch a show where people go in to get their zits popped and then it worked. And then it worked. I mean, and it's then a, people people will watch that. It's much. It's. I mean, it's clearly uh, not just like, "Hey, I have acne. I'm going to go to the doctor." So, pop no, no. it's it's a. I have this like cyst, or like there's this really weird fluid thing going on in my back. And then this woman is like a plastic surgeon, surgeon slash doctor, uh-huh. and she diagnoses whatever this thing is, and then she can like take the the whatever's inside out. There's a oh, there's a there's a show on. I want to say, I can't remember which one, but it's, it's, I think it's called like, like chopped or mutilated or something. I don't know. It's, it's, a uh, it's about plastic surgeons who do, um, like reconstructive surgery after other plastic surgeries go awry. Oh yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. And, and so people will come in and be like, Hey, I got a nose, nose job in 1991 and now my face is caved in. You know, oh. and and they'll be like, OK, well, we'll uncave your face. And, you know, they show some of the procedure and it's horrifying. Uh, but people will like, watch this for real. And it's it's I want to vomit the entire time. Yeah. Uh, also about television, I uh, changed my cable package a little bit and they gave me HBO. So mm. we already we, we went through all of Silicon Valley. We're completely caught up there. I don't know if you watch Silicon Valley or not, but I, I've seen enough of it. Yeah. But I also started watching Game of Thrones. 
JJ, well, I want to say welcome to 2009. I, I know, I know. I started watching. It's my, it's my, because uh, I have a lip, an elliptical at home, and that's and that's what I that's what I use. And I'll, it's a perfect show. You know, there's nothing like watching softcore porn and <laughs> seeing guys get beheaded while you're working on an elliptical. <laughs> oh man, that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear uh, from you on this show. Um, uh, but hey, whatever gets you through the workout, you know? <laughs> that's right. Whatever and motivates you, right? If it, if it, if that requires, um, you know, uh, softcore porno and and uh, beheadings, then then you know, so be it. Um, are are you through season one? Through season one, that was pretty crazy. Um, okay. I was I was definitely shocked because see, I haven't even <clears throat> I know some things about the show just via so, like social media. Like I know some of the cliffhanger stuff that that's coming like in future seasons. But yeah. I've mostly stayed away because it's kind of hard to just like know the character names because it's it's a comp you know there's a lot of characters on the show and stuff so it's hard to like if you're not watching it to, yeah. to put that all together and then just remember it from you know a year ago when people were talking about it. Uh, uh, so how how did you feel? I, I, I'm this is by the way everybody if you haven't seen Game of Thrones for some reason and you're and you're planning on it at this point, then maybe turn off the pod for a minute. Yeah, because I'm going to ask JJ a question about the end of season one. Okay, so I think everybody has done that. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the question now. Okay, JJ, how did you feel when Ned Stark was killed? I was shocked because I think in most shows, and the way that they the way that they filmed it too, the way that he was like looking off in the distance, and you thought that that his family was coming and that, that his sons were coming. Like you're sitting, you're like, this is like he's he's not gonna die. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming I'm assuming that a lot of the show is like that, where it's like like the way it's not just like shocking in that they actually kill these people off. It's shocking in the way that they put it all together, right? They, like. Like they, they make you think one thing based on not not the 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 things that people are saying. It's it's literally the way that they're filming it, and you start to think one way, and then boom, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, they 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 totally uh, uh, destroy your expectations, uh, turn it turn everything on on its head through through throughout the series, but especially in the first couple seasons, maybe a few seasons. Um, it does get slow. It gets really slow. Uh, later on in the series, but then once they abandon the books, it, it it picks up a lot and becomes more like a a traditional show rather than like the slog that you go through in seasons three and four. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's good so far. I'm I'm not, you know, it's I, I'm not really that into the fantasy genre. Me neither. Yeah. And and I still I still find it a, a pretty intriguing overall. I guess we can stop with that. I have some other things on here, but it's like. Uh, Give us one more, one more. All right. So I saw that, you know, you posted about this one day, nose hair. Yeah. Okay. Like we should probably have a conversation about, like I turned 30 this year and I've noticed that this is the year that like things started to grow out of my nose a lot more. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so th th this is my issue with, with, with nose hair trimming is that nose hair is very important, like vitally important to your health and the way your body uh, deals with snot and other things, right? And so you don't want to you don't want to completely remove, right. right? The this is not the goal. So that, but that's that's what nose hair trimmers do. They they, they give a buzz cut to the inside of your nose, right? So right. I I don't use those anymore. Instead, I use um, uh, little scissors, 
uh, like toenail scissors or whatever. Yeah. To cut the nose hairs. But sometimes that catches on the hair and pulls. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. And your eye, your eyes, your eyes water. And I want to, I seriously just want to evaporate at that moment. So uh, I'm, I'm torn between the two. I don't know. You bring up an interesting other point of using toenail scissors and not clippers. We've never, yeah, you know, like the actual like toenail, like a like clipping. I feel like you would really catch a lot and yank them out. Yeah, yeah. People use them. People, people use them. Similar to how people use uh, fingernail clippers. Man, I don't know if I could do that. Do you? Do you trim your nose hair? Um. Yeah, but I try not to go like like I just do like so that it's not like. Coming sticking like out. sticking out of my nose. Oh, dude, I, f- I forgot to tell you, I had a an ear hair on Man, the end of this. My- see, this is the difference in age between me and Denny is that he has ear hair. Yeah, I, I yeah. Don't... Listen, I, yeah, I'm, I'm four years older, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had an ear hair that was seriously out to here. It was three inches long off the end of my ear. I Melissa was like, "What is this?" And she yanked it, and my whole head went <laughs> my whole head went to the side. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I mean, look, people download Living the Stream for, for nose and, and ear hair takes. Oh, yeah. yeah you, people... you, you can't get this on any other podcast. Uh, no, I I challenge you to find another fantasy football con- uh, podcast that uh, talks about this stuff. All right, we're going to go to Twitter now. Um, this this uh, Twitter question actually hit us on June 25th, and I said we'd, we'd read it in the next episode, which hasn't happened in over a month. So this is from at Northrop Jr., okay? This is from Joel Northrop. My brother is conducting a fandom study in New York City based on which team apparel he notices on his commute. Giants and Jets fans were obviously spotted first, but what team would you pick to be seen last in the market? He says that he chose the Bucks and he already lost. So his brother's in a commute, like he's on a train or whatever, and he sees different apparel for different teams every day probably, or you know, every other day, whatever. So he's going to see a lot of Jets. He's going to see a lot of Giants. What team, and so if he marks every team, I'm sure like you know the Patriots would be next and the Steelers and probably the Cowboys. So who, who do you think would be last on that list? I have I have I have a take. Okay. So I'm thinking geography related. Okay. So you want to be further from the east mm-hmm. because it's New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking out west, like what's a team that doesn't have a star quarterback or right, you know, not yet, that that doesn't necessarily have this like rap like people don't think of them as uh, the one team that came to mind was Arizona. Mm-hmm. For me. But then I thought like, okay, but David, yeah. jo- David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald are popular. So you never know. Yeah. But, but how many people are like rocking Arizona Cardinals? Sorry, sorry to the fantasy footballers. Cause they're out in Arizona, but how many people are rocking yeah. Arizona Cardinals stuff? No, none. I, I, I was thinking the Packers because that fan base is so insular and, and like, they, <laughs> and they don't, they don't travel like Packers fans don't, don't travel. Yeah. But there's it. just so many, there's just so many bandwagon Packers fans. Yeah, or I mean, another team that came to mind is the Jags. Who's wearing a Jaguars jersey? The Jags are and, the Jags are good. What are you talking about? But who? No, yeah. no, no. I no. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying the Jags are a good one to choose. Denny, oh, Denny, oh, oh, oh. Denny, quit your tilting. Quit. Your I'm tilting. sorry. I'm sorry. Denny, I thought you were being like Jags are good. And I was like, jump down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I think that I think the Jags are a viable option there. Yeah. 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arizona though. Okay, I'll go with the Jags. We'll find out our answer on the next episode, hopefully. Uh, this next one is at JJ Pack fan. When you find your Frankenstein quarterback end of your ranking, do you account for it playing 16 games while all other quarterbacks only play 15, excluding Week 17 because it's trash and nobody should be playing then anyway? Um, the answer to that question is we do it on a points per game basis. So yeah. uh, it actually it's irrelevant really to how many games they play. So we're we're comparing. You know, like last season, we were QB6, but we were like QB8 when you included Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. But we also, you know, Deshaun Watson was not an early round quarterback, so we can take that W. Yes. So, yeah, but it's it's a points per game basis. And you can see the one, actually, it was the the article that I got an FSWA award for, the streaming article a couple years ago, where we, I lay out our picks and then compare it to, um, other quarterbacks and basically shows that even the elite quarterbacks, we were barely worse than them. Was that the year with Manziel? It was the year with Manziel. <laughs> it was the year. It was, I think it was the Nick Foles year. It was the Manziel year, but it was also like the, the, the Flacco against the Bucks year and the Eli against Washington. Like it was that Remember, remember uh, the <laughs> Thursday night game. So it was a, it was the year that we were going on the, the Rob Silver show each, yeah. each week. That was a good year for us. It was, it was, but who was the tight end? that caught three touchdowns from Eli against that against Washington. Was it, was game. it, was it the accountant? Was it Larry, Larry Donnell? Larry, Larry Donnell. Yeah. Oh man. Remember Larry Donnell fever? Oh my God. Yeah. We streamed him like eight weeks in a row on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's funny how like guys come, come and go. I mean, he was like, I saw people picking him up in dynasty, like paying like a decent price for him in dynasty. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sitting there like I'm watching the the Bachelorette this season, and Clay Harbor's on the show, right? Clay Harbor. Yeah, Clay Harbor's on the show, and I'm like, I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, babe, we streamed him, and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, I don't what, I don't care. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what is your podcast? Uh, this this next one's from at Joe Ruckus eleven. James Connor or Jalen Samuels as the Le'Veon Bell handcuff. Number one. Le'Veon Bell, I believe, is going to play all 16 games because there's a lot of reasons for him to play all 16 games. Number two, I'm I'm of the belief that it's James Conner if you're going to want one of the two. Uh, people people have been more into Jalen Samuels. I guess he has more upside, but I think that James Conner is just a safer bet because Jalen Samuels is kind of like a tweener prospect. Denny, Denny probably doesn't care about this. Yeah, sure. I mean, don't get handcuffs. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, next question at white wheat tweet. I just thought this was really funny, especially because <laughs> I drafted him. I think you might've too. Why is Alex Collins on every Scott fishbowl team that I've seen on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I noticed that too. He's, he, he's he, everywhere. He's, I don't, I wonder if that means that analysts really like Alex Collins more than, more than non-analysts do. Oh, that, that is what that means. Because we're all following analysts, more, you know. No offense to the fans, but like we're following oh. analysts more than than fans. Oh no, that means that means we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Alex Collins. I got him as my like RB four or three, maybe. Yeah, three. Um, you ended up getting him really late. I I started tilting really hard when people would like cite the round that they got players. Yeah. When like that's it, it's irrelevant in league in drafts like this because they're so wildly different. It matters the positional value that you got from them. So like I got Alex Collins at RB 19, you know, and if you got RB 19 in the sixth round and I got him in the fourth round, it doesn't really matter. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no true difference there. Right. Right. Um, 
I I was happy to get him where I, I forget where it was, but I was I was somewhat thrilled because I used my first two picks on uh, receiver. I got Odell and um, and Julio, um, despite the never Julio haters uh, in my mentions. Yes. Uh, the next question is from at Jake Zav. Who are your late round tight ends that you are targeting? 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 Late round? Uh, haven't we talked about a few? I don't know. I, I don't know how much we have on the show, but I, I'm of the belief that, like, I'm all about the George Kittle life this year. Yeah. I, yes. I think he fits that profile of like, okay, he could be the 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 next, you know, very relevant tight end that we see break out, uh, you know, every so often. We had the 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 stretch of like Tyler Eifert, Travis Kelsey, um, but I think Kittle Kittle's that guy. I don't mind Trey Burton either, if you can get him late enough. Trey Burton. Um, there's also, uh, um, I know, look, I know Tyler Eifert's been hurt forever, but he's available in the 11th round. Yeah. And I, I, I still, Ricky Seals Jones, I think is still an interesting late round guy as well. Um, there's a lot of opening there. He was super hyper efficient last year. Um, you know, aside from the fact that he might have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the game and, and start put shoving people aside. Um, oh my God. Yeah. What's going on with that? Like, uh, everyone's got a pee, man. Listen, you won't believe this. You won't believe this. The listeners will be stunned. I need everyone to sit down for a minute while I tell you that I also kind of like Jared Cook as a late-round option. I'm just saying. Weird. You know what's funny is I talked about Jared Cook on my uh, Players with early Good Early Season Schedules podcast slash article, mm-hmm. and he's like the only tight end that I really looked at as like a, yeah, if you need a streamer this season. He's he's not a bad one to start with because he has a pretty pretty decent schedule, especially if Martavis is out because it's just that that opens things up a little bit. Uh, so hearing John Gruden talk about Jared Cook, it's clear that he's never seen Jared Cook play, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, he's like this this guy Cooks. He's he's running around everywhere. He we're lining him up everywhere. He's burning past people. He's athletic, dude. Jared Cook's been in the league for like eight years, man. Yeah, what? he's been in the league forever. Where have you been? Like, what, 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 what have you? I thought, I thought your whole stick was, was being in the basement watching film twenty four hours a day. I thought that. What, 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 you haven't seen any Jared Cook? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I don't think he's watched film. The, the, he hasn't watched film since twenty eleven. I mean, that's that's the way that they're building that team right now. Oh no, I know. I I, I hear you. I, I but it's just. It, I mean, I read a thing about Gruden. He, he he moved to a golf course. Never plays golf. He bought a big boat. Never never boats uh uh he did other things to try to get him away from the film room from like just grinding film all day but you get out there and you're like whoa this jared cook guy where'd he come from yeah right 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 (laughs) uh this next question is from at dave caban ff who possesses a stronger overall range of outcomes theo riddick or carlos hyde i i don't really like either of them this season at all that's a really good question. But um, I, I would range of outcomes. Like if we're talking about who has the higher ceiling, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to say Carlos Hyde because we know that he is a potential three. I mean, he can play three downs. I'm not saying right. that Duke John, I mean, something would probably have to happen in that backfield, but I think Carlos Hyde has naturally the highest variance. Well, yeah, I mean, he has. I think he his range of outcomes includes a lot more touches. Than, yeah, than, yeah. Than, than I don't, I, I don't like Carlos Hyde at all from a fantasy perspective, but I think that he of the two, he probably has a higher ceiling. 
Right, because I mean, Riddick is not going to be in there. He's just not going to be in there if it's not if it if he's not going to be running a, a route. He's not going to be taking. Even, he's not even going to get a dozen carries a game. Forget about a workhorse load. I haven't really, I haven't really declared this anywhere because I don't go to Twitter and declare things anymore because people just assume that you have a bias and it's annoying. And then on my podcast, I like on the on the late round podcast, I sometimes you know I need I need more data to back it up, and I haven't just done this for this player. I I'm actually really 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 into Carry On Johnson this year. For, yeah. for for Detroit, yeah, I mean he's being drafted pretty late, like in comparison to a lot of the other rookie backs, and I think that there's a scenario where like Garrett Blunt doesn't have a role on this team, where where sure he might see goal line work, we that's what we think and that's what we're scared of, but there's also a chance that Carryon Johnson is just way better, and they traded up to get him, they spent decent equity on him, and he's he he did profile as a three down back, and they improved their offensive line a bit. We know the offense should score points. He's just a very intriguing option in my eyes. And I think yeah. that he, he could be a lower key rookie running back that folks just aren't really paying much attention to right now because there's guys like Darius Geis and Sonny Michelle and obviously Saquon Barkley. Um, but carry on Johnson is, is kind of intriguing. But he has um, his price points a little. I mean, it's not cheap, right? It's not cheap, but it's later than like what you're going to get from a Sonny Michelle and, yeah, a, right. and a Darius Geis or Rashad Penny. Right, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that'll change if something, if he like, you know, is clearly going to be the guy in in August. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I, I basically like, like realistically, if you look at Darius Geis versus Carryon Johnson right now, Darius Geis has a has a better pass catching back on his team in Chris Thompson. Now Darius Geis is a better runner. That's fine. So I'll get, I'll, you know, I, I get that. Really, the main reason why Carryon Johnson, like if Legarrette Blunt didn't exist on the Lions, would Carryon Johnson be in that fifth round range? Would he be, or would he be in the fourth round? Where Darius Guy? I mean, realistically, I mean, what's holding is, is Legarrette Blunt the reason why Carryon Johnson is not getting more love? And I think the answer to that is yes. Are, are we sure that Blunt? Are we sure that Carryon Johnson is not Blunt's backup? No, we're not. We're not, but that's what I'm saying. If if Legarrette Blunt didn't exist, then Carryon Johnson would have a much much higher. People would be a lot more confident in him. And I am to the point where, why am I why am I so scared of Legarrette Blunt? Like he's not very good. Well, I mean, he always finds a way. It feels like he always finds a way to he does to, to produce. Does. But and and does it does it worry you at all that? Matt Patricia has the blunt has a blunt connection. I'm not really worried about that. I'm <clears throat> I'm worried. I mean, look, I'm not saying that you know Legarrette Blunt doesn't like scare me at all. Like I think that that's that like that's clearly the reason that Carryon Johnson is being drafted where he's being drafted. But I also think that we often can overrate a veteran's presence like that. And I think that there's a path, at least, for Carryon Johnson to be more of a breakout player than people are giving him credit for. Um, this next question is from at White Wheat Tweet. Gas grill or charcoal? I'm too lazy for charcoal. Just, Same. I'm just, just turning on the gas. Give me the gas grill all day. I got a Weber out in my backyard, and it's dope. It's the, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's the best, the best gas grill you could ask for. Next one, at ZT Dobson. What is the greatest way to own the libs from a fantasy football perspective? I wanted to keep this in here, Denny, because you had a great response to it. Yeah. 
Well, it, it's actually it happens to be in my book, which is on Amazon called "69 Ways to Own the Libs." Uh, the best way to own your liberal uh, fantasy league mates is to draft an all-white fantasy team. Perfect. Yeah. Next question at Eric Belair. I become more di- more disillusioned with fantasy with football and fantasy every year, and consider giving up both every spring. But every summer, I get caught up in it again and can't give it up. What would it take for you guys to give up playing fantasy football and or watching football? I mean, like if if it was like threatening my family. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I guess what would it take? Like like. I mean, it would just take a lack of interest. Uh, if I wasn't interested in it, I wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I have you know, a hard, I, I have a hard, t- I have a hard time thinking I'm not going to be interested. So I think it would have to be like a, a threat in some way. Uh, what would it take? I mean, I would do it for a certain amount of money. What that number is, I can't really say right now. But yeah, sure, I would, I would definitely dump fantasy football for a certain amount of money. We're gonna start a GoFundMe to have Denny stop <laughs> watching football and playing fantasy football. <laughs> Please. Oh my God. This is my way to get rich. I can't believe it. <laughs> that would be, would be incredible. Uh, next question at fantasy F index. What's the ideal number of flushes when taking a dump <laughs> says he says one and then in parentheses end two in parentheses, courtesy end three in parentheses, courtesy halfway through wiping end or more. So like the, the, you know, when in the uh-huh. process you're actually flushing. I mean, it, d- it depends entirely on on the amount, it, uh, the, on the nature of it. Okay, I mean, the nature if, of that's very true too. If we're gonna be, let's get real about it. Let's be real. Okay, if it's extremely pungent, yeah. Okay, then you gotta get it. You have to flush immediately. Yeah, like like within seconds. It has to it has to happen. Um, and then you know you've. Go ahead and flush again. If you, I feel like I'm talking to a child here, but um, but yeah, but if it's not, I don't think it, if it's not particularly terrible smelling, I'm not going to be quickly flushing. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I can get I can get down with that. I think the people who are only flushing once for the most part, like if they like no matter what, right? Like like if they had tattooed on their forearm, flush once no matter what. <laughs> that's that's the the worst idea of all time. <laughs> don't don't be that guy. Uh, what what could have happened to for you to have that tattoo? <laughs> flush, <laughs> flush once, no matter what. Oh my god! Oh, the, the backstory of that person is so messed up. Oh my god! If someone if someone wants to do a video documentary um, of how that person got that tattoo on yeah. their arm, that's also another way to get into the Living the Stream Listener League. I'd oh my. That's yes, you're right. That's a good one. Yes. Uh, um, uh, so here's <laughs> what I'm thinking is that you're going to want to flush immediately if you have a bowel movement during a hangover. Yeah. Okay. Th- this Absolutely. Is, this is a time that you need to get that literal shit out of there. <laughs> yes. That's the, the, the worst. That's those are the worst. The worst. The, the absolute worst. <laughs> I just th- look, guys. You're getting a lot of of bodily yeah. bodily takes on this show, this, and like I said, you can't find it anywhere else. This is real. This is real life. We're talking about a real life situation. The hangover thing is worse because you definitely ate terribly the night before too. You didn't just drink your face off. You also ate a lot of terrible food. 
I'm going to say this too. Okay. <clears throat> if you're prepared for a a large movement, don't ever let it go above the waterline. No. Never above the waterline. You let it, it go you you let it go above the waterline. You're you actually might contract something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You you've made a huge blunder if yes. you if you breach the waterline. There's a reason there's a certain amount of water in your toilet. You you need it's 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 not just to keep things clean and to easily flush. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a marker for how high your poop goes. You got to flush before it it reaches that line. It, this, by the way, this is what Dire Straits song "Down by the Border," the "Down by the Water Line" <laughs> is about. I just want everyone to know that. that I, I, if you if you read the lyrics, you'll understand. Oh man, this next one at "Don't Dox Me," "Don't Dox Me." Is Carlos Hyde an insane value at his ADP with with a running quarterback, or is he priced right with? The prospect of too much of a split with Chubb and Johnson. Can I ask something? Did did someone for the Browns come out recently and say something like Carlos Hyde is the guy? I haven't. I I don't. I don't think. Okay. I mean, I, I last. I, I mean, I saw a positive note about Nick Chubb at one point. Like whenever they were all saying like Darius Geis is going to be the starter or should be the starter, and then it's like, oh, Nick Chubb could take the job. I mean, look, I. I just I don't see how they draft Nick Chubb and they just completely don't use him in year one. Yeah. Like, like I think they're going to at least use him in some way, and that's going to dig into Carlos Hyde's workload. And then Duke Johnson is there as one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league that's limiting his upside from that perspective. Yeah, true. So I just I just don't like I don't like Carlos Hyde that much this season. God, I forgot about Duke Johnson for a second. Jeez. Next question. At John underscore T4K, how much do you tip when getting a haircut? Uh, 20%. I'm 20% as well. The greatest of clips, of course. And right. I go, I actually give, technically I give more because my haircuts are $14, Denny. And I yep. spent, and I give him a $3 tip. Uh, no, I give him a $4 tip. That's good. No, I give, I, him, a, uh, I give him a $3 tip actually. And that's a little over 20%. Uh, 20% on my haircut is $49. So that's. Right. Right. So Den- Denny, Denny tips nicely. I do. Next one, at LOA underscore Frank, are people who drive down the highway with their car windows down psychopaths? It, it's, it's a, that's a complete horror. In hell, in hell, I'm in a car on the highway forever with the windows down. Yeah, I agree. It's a horrible experience. I, I hate, the worst, the worst is when someone just rolls down one window in your car and you get that like fluttering, like oh. the, the ear sound, like it just crushes your ears. It's like, bup, 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 yeah. but, but it sounds like, it feels like someone's punching you in the ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that person's just sitting there like with their hand out the window, like feeling the air and their hair is blowing and you just want to just punch that person. And if it's someone who you're not close with or something, you can't just punch them. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you, you can, you can punch your family members. Yeah, yeah, I I would advise against against while you're driving punching other people, uh, but the uh, but yeah, the the wind is unpleasant, it's hot, the air's hot. Just put, get the AC going a little bit and just put up the windows. Also, my hair cannot deal with with that wind. My hair is destroyed within seconds of 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 that sort of nonsense. Yes. Next one at AJ underscore my underscore tweets. Would you like to clarify your comments when you said start Nick Foles in week three? Did you mean 
Did you mean to state don't not start Nick Foles and start other people? Double negatives trip me up. If you listen back to the to the tape, you you actually hear that that's exactly what we said. So I, I I I got back from Helsinki. I didn't know what the big deal was. The people were screaming about Nick Foles, and I said, "What what's the problem?" I realized, oh, they misunderstood. So, right, right. Uh, next one at underscore Jeff underscore Hicks underscore. Too many underscores. Hmm. When when eating peanut butter and jellies, do you have the PB or J on top? I mean, I, I would feel a little bit like a, like a psycho if I knew. That's true. So at first, when I read this, I'm thinking, like, like you don't you spread the jelly on one piece of bread and the peanut butter on the other, yeah, yeah. Like, are there people out there who put the peanut butter on and then they spread jelly on top of the peanut butter? I mean, that's that's a that's a disaster. It's a, it's an, a, a, an annihilation. What what do you? I mean, we have prisons for this. Right, right. So I thought that at first, and I was like, oh no, he's just talking about when you're eating it. I I think you have to have the peanut butter on the bottom because it's it's like if you were to decide because it's more structured, um, oh. and the, the jelly will slip out and it'll fall down. You need the peanut butter to kind of hold it in place. Yeah, you're right. The base of the peanut butter is it would be would be critical. But yeah, no, you put it on the two separate pieces of, of bread unless unless you unless it's like like a like a religious ceremony for you to put it together i don't know <laughs> yeah this last question is from at fantasy stack it says what was the most not terrible day of your fantasy football careers and why mm. the careers um uh, so this is related to our analysis I guess it's what was the most not terrible day at first i thought it was the most terrible day when i read it not terrible I mean, everything I do is not terrible. Um, so the, the I, and we've talked about this a hundred times. The one thing that comes to mind for me for this show is a, that reminds me of something Randy Jackson used to say on, on American Idol when he would go, "For me, for you, it wasn't good." Yeah. <laughs> for me, <laughs> yeah. for you, no. For me on this show, it reminds me of Julius Thomas going absolute ham on opening night against the Ravens. Uh, yes three years or four years ago. That's a fantastic one. Um, I might go with, um, I might go with, there was a streak that we had with, with Josh McCown and what's his name? What's the, the, the stock market show. The one dude who, oh. like, the crazy dude. And he, and he follows Silva on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I can't, um, Jim. Yeah. Jim Kramer. Kramer. And he was asking Silva cause he follows Silva cause Silva's the goat. And he follows Silva, and he was like, who should I stream this week? Or, or who should I play a quarterback this week? My guy has a bye, you know, because, like, he's probably in a league where, you know, he's just starting – people are starting the same quarterbacks every week. And then Evan was like, well, the guys on Living the Stream said to start Josh McCown. And Josh McCown scored 20 fantasy points. And, it, you know, it was, like, a very solid day, but, like, people weren't really on Josh McCown. And I remember, like, sweating that and feeling yeah. feeling good afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Julius Thomas thing was amazing because – I think he caught a first quarter touchdown and so it was like set. So we were like, bang, we got it. Like that, that's all that obviously at a streaming tight end catches a touchdown. That's it. I mean, your, your day, he could go out for the rest of the game yeah, and, right. and you're fine. And then he caught like a long pass on this, on the next drive. And then he caught another touchdown before halftime. And I was like, what? I think, yeah. And then, and then he was, he was just a beast. I think he ended up with like, 
nine catches and two touchdowns and a hundred, hundred and some yards. And obviously he became an every week starter after that. But going into the season, he was, he was like a borderline streamer. Yeah. Right. Um, I will, I do want to throw out from a streaming standpoint, one of my favorite ever streaming plays that ended up hitting just because he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Derek carrier. Oh, the best. The best. Cause nothing. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't think this is hyperbole. Even though I'm even though I'm stuttering here right now, <laughs> I don't think this is hyperbole when I say that might be that that whole Derek Carrier saga might be my favorite living the stream moment of all time because it was so absurd. It was it was so absurd. And I remember just seeing people because we told people to go Google it and then send us the picture of them like of them Googling it. So we got people submitting pictures of themselves looking at their computers, <laughs> st- staring at Derek Carrier's haircut. It was and, absurd. And, and then after all that, he goes and catches a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. He caught, he caught a touchdown. So that that I think was was peak living the stream. I, I just I, I stuttered earlier because I just got so excited. Um, I'm trying to think of a defense, a particular de- defense defensive performance, but nothing really comes to mind. Uh, um, like too, well, like a, too many like a good game, ones, like a thirty pointer, you know. Yeah, too many, too many good ones, Denny. We've had we've had thirty pointers, but none of them are like. I feel like a lot of times, those type of performances are like at least like caught on by like the DFS community and stuff like that. Whereas like mm-hmm. min price tight ends aren't usually they're usually dart throws to begin with, but like when our process hits, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and by the way, uh, uh, I know. That the, that thirty point defense was not available in your league, so it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> right, really right, right. That's the last question, though, Denny. Uh, okay. I feel like this is a pretty full podcast, so why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes, I, th- I think it's adequately filled with content for the people. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CD Carter thirteen. Um, I published my fantasy equity score report, uh, which is on DraftDayConsultants.com. Um, if you want to check that out. And that's my whole spiel. And I'm on Twitter at late round QB. I have my other podcast, the late round podcast. Um, and then all my work over on numberfire.com. Denny, I don't know when we're going to do another pot. It'll probably be after I'm a dad, become a dad. I mean, I'm nervous. I'm nervous right now for you. I know I am too, but it's got to happen. But, uh, yeah, uh, um, I will communicate with the living the stream uh, listeners about um, your situation and we will uh, I promise that I will not let anybody pressure you to do a show before you're ready perfect thank you I, I appreciate will be your, it. I'll be your bodyguard I appreciate it all right guys thanks for listening and we will catch you next episode thank you for listening to live in the stream we hope you enjoyed the internet podcast Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football.